your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Monday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. So the Penguins get their fourth straight win. They are now 4-2 and two on the season. One point out of first place in the East Division. It is crazy that we are saying that now after how the Penguins started the season. But um, the Capitals are the only team that is in front of them at 3-0-3. and oh and three. I think their three losses have all come via a shootout. Well, no, that's right. They lost in overtime of, uh, to the Penguins. And their other two losses, I think, came via a shootout. One to Buffalo and um, one to... Penguins, but um, as in terms of last night's game, guys, I really think the Penguins played much better than they did on Friday. I thought that defensively they were much better at protecting their own end of the ice. Um, they were making good decisions with the puck. The Rangers, they were getting some quality looks, but you know, not as many high danger chances, I don't think, as they were getting on Friday. And overall, I just thought the defensive performance was just, you know, it looks like they cleared up some issues that were present in the uh, Friday game. And Duma Latang, I thought this was a much better game for them. We're just going to go through the whole defense because we'll talk about Marino and CC in a sec. But, you know, a lot of people were calling uh, Latang washed after Friday night's game. And I will agree, he did not look good. I uh, made some really careless plays with the puck. I think there was one in the third period, less than five minutes remaining. He just plainly gave it away and the Rangers I think had a high danger chance like just a few seconds later and Latang had a lot of time to get the puck out too but still a couple careless plays then but last night he set up the game winning goal with Jake Gensel that was just a gorgeous pass right to Jake I mean you, you just you don't teach those kind of passes there aren't many um, other defensemen in this league that can make that kind of pass just with his skating ability and how he was skating with the puck that is vintage Chris Latang, and that is what uh, fans will be missing when Chris Latang eventually is somehow traded or walks away from the Penguins and retires Dumoulin you know he could he bounced back also from that rough Friday night I thought he was better defensively was contributing more to the offensive zone um, P.O. Joseph again looked solid you didn't really notice him but I think that's totally fine for someone making his second career um, start in the lineup I mean you don't need to be flashy every game when you're making your debut I thought he was solid and you know if he does keep this up there will be a case to be made for him to stay in the lineup um, long term even when you know Mike Matheson gets healthy you so Ricola and Marcus Pedersen because I think he's looked pretty good through these first couple games Chadwick Weedle steady as always I mean you know what you're going to get out of him he doesn't need to see the bench ever again then you get to the third uh, second pairing John Marino I thought he kind of looked a little washed last night that's probably the first and only time I'll criticize John Marino this season but not a good game from him um, same with Cody Cece they just they don't work well together as a pair I mean you're putting Marino on his offside that's never a good idea and Cece you know had a couple good games start the season, but these last couple, you know, as he's playing top four minutes now, you're just you're gonna see how he gets exposed, and he's been getting exposed a lot more in these last two games. I think last night was one of the main reasons why the Rangers got that second goal. He was just way out of position there. Um, you just you have to shelter that kind of player, and it stinks that the Penguins are having um, all these injuries to their defensive corps right now because if they were fully healthy at that position, he's probably not in the lineup. But you know, he's in the lineup right now, playing top four minutes, and we'll see how long that's going to last maybe they'll elevate P.O. Joseph up there with Marino if he continues to play well and they can put Ruido and CC on the bottom pairing I think that's what Mike Sullivan should do 
honestly, right now, but I think they want to see more of P.O. Joseph playing some third inning minutes and doing well at that uh, spot before they move him up in the lineup. Um, as for the goals, the Rangers got out to that one nothing lead. Pretty play um, by the Rangers to get that goal. Jari didn't really have a chance. Penguins were able to tie it up, though. Just a gorgeous feed from Cindy Crosby to Brian Russ, who potted his second goal of the season, a goal in his second straight game, I might add. And it's great to see Russ really turning it up after a slow start. I think he had 11 shots in that game on Friday, was their best skater in that game, and I thought he was probably their best skater yesterday, too. He was flying all over the ice. Um, had a breakaway earlier in the second period, if I'm not mistaken, too. Went forehand, backhand for it. Chester can shut that down. Decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to try something different for this one, and he went five-hole, and Chester can really didn't have a chance on it. That, just, that release was just so quick, but make no mistake, if you haven't seen that Sidney Crosby feed to Russ, please go watch it. Put it right in between Pavel Buchnevich and Brendan Smith. I'm just right on his stick, too. I mean, we've been seeing Sid make plays like that for his whole career here in the 15 years that he's been with the Penguins, and it just it never gets old. So what a pass by um, Sid for that. And then I think the Rangers made it 2-1 to one with Ryan Strom again. Jari didn't really have any chance on that. Just a bad defensive breakdown there from CC. Um, of course, McCann gets a goal in his second straight game. Just a freaking floater from the left uh, boards. Um, you know, when you go goalless for 25 straight games, um, you need a little bit of luck to get yourself going, and that's what Jared McCann got right there. You know, I'm sure he's not going to apologize for that. Two straight games for McCann. I thought he's looked good this season so far, and he's just he's on a line with two good defensive players and. I, I wasn't as sold on him playing on the wing as I was at center, but he's making me eat my words a little bit right now. Uh, I just I think he looks really comfortable there as a third-line winger, and it's nice to see him getting rewarded with another goal this season. And then the third period comes, well, I should say later on in the third period, um, the Penguins score with less than two minutes remaining. Jake Gensel gets the game winner off of a wonderful feed from Chris Tang, which I already talked about um, earlier on in the episode. But now that was just a huge win for the Penguins. You know, I, I put it out this tweet right before that happened. I think it was two minute, two minute difference. You know, Penguins win in regulation challenge with a few uh, question marks, and of course, right on cue, Latang does his thing, and Jake Gensel gets another goal for this season, and the Penguins were able to win that game three to two and sweep that little couplet series with the Rangers to get to four and two on the season. Um, there's still areas of the Penguins game that I want to see fixed. I still think at times defensively they need some work. They still need to stop coming from behind in every freaking game that they start out with them. You know, they need to play 60 full minutes of hockey. I know I sound like a broken record with that, but until they do that, I'm going to keep saying it. This team needs to play 60 full minutes, and they actually need to have a lead. I only think the Penguins have had a lead this season of of all combined of their six games. It's probably been like, what, 20 minutes combined? It's not very long at all, but just because they've been trailing for virtually every single game that they've been in. For almost the entirety of the game. I want to see how many minutes they've been tied for in their games, too. That, that would be an interesting stat as well. I'm gonna have to look that up for tomorrow's episode or for later in this episode. But it is they need to give their goalies a bit of a cushion and maybe go up to not they still have not gone up to nothing in a game this season. You know, when have we ever said that six games going into a season um, for the Penguins? It's not very often at all that this happens. Hell, you know, I just want another one nothing lead for the Penguins if we can get that. I think we've really only seen in two of their games they've gone up um, one to nothing in spite of their goaltender a little bit of a cushion. Uh, we'll talk about Tristan Jari a bit more in the next segment, but I will say I thought this was his best game of the season, and he's really turned it on these last couple of games, 920 save percentage. Like I said, we'll talk about that going into the next segment. We'll also talk about Evgeny Malkin in the next segment. Still not there yet. I thought he was maybe turning a corner when he got that goal against Washington. I just I think he's looked worse and worse since then. We'll, we'll look at just what the issues seem to be for Geno. 
And while now we'll also talk about Mike Sullivan with his lines because he's loved to have uh, Evan Rodriguez on the top line, though I don't think we'll be seeing Evan Rodriguez on the top line um, for the foreseeable future because it looks like he's day-to-day with a lower body injury uh, as he was not at practice today for the Penguins. I think Brian West was taking Rodriguez's spot on the top line, and honestly, Russ should just stay there forever in my opinion. And actually, you know, as I am recording this, it looks like Evan Rodriguez will be out longer term according to Mike Sullivan, Josh Yowie, put out a tweet about it. So um, 2021 has not changed the Penguins injury bug through six games. Pedersen's out a few weeks. Rikula, Matheson, and Rodriguez are all out longer term. So you know what, guys? Let's just, you know, who else is going to get hurt? It's almost like a bingo card at this point for the Penguins just because of what they deal with with injuries every single year. I mean, I'm glad it's not, you know, any of the core players, but it still stinks that all these players are hurt because Ricola was playing well, Patterson was playing good, and I know Rodriguez was not that good on the top line, but I still think he's a solid depth piece for the Penguins, and I will think he will get a roster spot once he does come back somewhere in the bottom six, I do think. But before we do get to the next segment, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is BetOnline. And you sign up today for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. You have the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. You want to bet on that. All the hockey games, we're going to get to some odds later on in the week about with BetOnline with regards to the Penguins. Um, don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's just get into it with Gino. Just, you know, six games, not really been good for him. Two points in those six games. Um, Danny of Shari Irving of the Pens blog put out a great tweet. Um, just with how much he's struggling. His 5v5 Corsi share, 46.3%. Basically, his possession numbers are tanking. His 5v5 expected goal share, 36.5%. That is just unheard of for the Russian Bear for his career. In his 5-on-5 on-ice goals, 2-4-5 against. Um, that's The data comes from Evolving Hockey, but Danny had a great chart about it. But it's just... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing good about Gino's game right now. I really did think that we were going to see a big breakout from him after that game against Washington. We fired that puck um, past Vanacek um, last week um, in the comeback. But it's just, you know, ever since then, it's just gone south. He's just looked hesitant a lot of times, refusing to shoot the puck. I mean, we still see him knife through guys, and it looks like it's coming close with him. But it just makes poor decisions with the puck. We're not used to seeing that regular burst on an every night basis. I mean, I'm getting to the point now where I am pretty concerned about Gino. And, you know, I've already seen some people say, oh, my God, he's sucked for three straight years now. Guys, that's just flat out not true. I mean, he's averaged over a point per game the last few years. I think he had almost a 100-point season um, just a couple of seasons ago. Last season, averaged well over a point per game. I think it was, what, 74 points in... 55 games or something like that. I mean, he's been a great player these last few years. I don't know why people are saying that he's stunk the last few years. That is just simply not true. I don't know where you're getting it from. A lot of those minutes came with Jack Johnson on the ice, and of course, he's going to tank his numbers. I mean, he tanks Cindy Crosby's numbers. If you want proof of that, go check out Dom's article in The Athletic, this Penguin season preview, where I think Sid's expected goal share was like 45, 46% with Johnson on the ice. That's exactly what it was, I think, with Geno, too. So he was still playing good these last few years. Just it's been this year he has actually stunk and like I said he's hesitant with the puck um he's just he's not that same burst is just not there 
defensively. He's never really been a good defensive player for the Penguins, but this year it's just been worse than normal. And they're just getting outshot and outchanced every time he's on the ice. And like I said, it's just, it's almost unheard of with Gino struggling like this. And I've been saying it on this podcast before the season, guys, if you guys are new here, um, they, this team will not go anywhere unless Gino wakes up. I, you know, they need him to play at the level that he's displayed at the last few seasons, or this team is not going to compete for a Stanley Cup championship this year. We all know how great Sidney Crosby has been. Brian Russ has woken up. Jake Gensel has arrived as well. Jason Zucker, is, the goals are going to come for him. Chris Letang has been mostly good. Brian Dumoulin is starting to play a bit better. Christian Jari had a couple really good games. We're going to get to Jari after this, but like I said, Gino has to stop getting outchance. The team has to stop getting outscored when he's on the ice. They just they need him to be the Evgeny Malkin of old. I mean, maybe he needs to shoot the puck more. He needs to create more chances for himself. But I just I don't think his legs are there either. And I don't think the, the legs are there for most of the players on this team, but it's especially true um, for Gino. But that's really what I've noticed with his game so far through six games. It's just everything that makes Evgeny Malkin who he is. It's just, it's not there. And, you know, hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. And who knows, maybe it'll start this week in Boston when the Penguins play two games um, starting on Tuesday against the Bruins. But moving on, uh, Tristan Jari, another great start. I think he was 9-20 last night for the Penguins. was one of the biggest reasons why they won that game. He made some pretty big saves when needed to be. Like the two goals that he allowed, not even close to his fault. Um, it's just, I think he had a great quote after the game. I think one of the Penguins reporters asked him, hey, Tristan, what's uh, what's changed for you these last couple games? I'm stopping the puck. He said, yeah, it's just a perfect answer. I mean, that, that's really all he's doing. You know, I mean, what else is he going to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm not letting in garbage goals. He's, he's stopping the puck. He's been much better. And this team, I've said it before, guys, they need average goaltending to compete for a Stanley Cup championship as well as a couple other things like Evgeny Malkin, which I just touched on. But, you know, the biggest thing is all they need is average goaltending. You saw what they got last night. 920 is more than good enough for this team. That is the Tristan Jari that we saw from November, December, and January of last year. If he keeps it up, um, the Penguins are going to win a lot of games for this regular season. So great to see Jari playing well these last couple games. It looks like he's worked some kinks out in this game, and I would expect him to get the start on Tuesday against the Bruins. Other players already touched on Sidney Crosby. Thought he had another great game. I think he had just one assist last night. That was the one that came on um, Ryan Rusgold, which eventually tied the game. And actually, excuse me, he had two assists. I think he had the secondary assist on the um, Gensel goal, which came with less than two minutes remaining. But, you know, Danny put out a great chart from him on natural stat trick. His 5v5 Corsi share last night, 64.8%. His expected goal share, 74.6% in five-on-five ice goals, 2 nothing. He was an absolute rock for Pittsburgh last night, and he's just, he's Sidney Crosby. This is what he's going to do every single game, so don't even be surprised by it. Let's see, other stuff from the game. Um, Let's talk about Mike Sullivan here. Um, I really don't understand what his fascination has been with Evan Rodriguez on the top line. I know he's going to be out longer term, but just really weird coaching decisions by him. I mean, I understand Kisper Kapanen just got here, but you should have just moved Brian Rust up there in the first place if you're going to continue to play Kapanen in the bottom six. Um, Kapanen right now, he's been skating with Zucker and Malkin, I think, at today's practice, so Kapanen not up to Sid's line yet as they bumped Rust up to the top line with Gensel and Sid. But I just, I don't know what Sullivan saw in Rodriguez. I mean, he was just tanking Crosby's line. I mean, just every time that he was on there. And Jesse Marshall had this great stat 
um, last night um, after the game, just with how well Gensel and Sid did after Rodriguez came off the top line. Well, he basically got injured on that hit with um, Philip Heedle. Um, the combination of Gensel, Crosby, and Russ, they controlled 65% of the shot attempts and 68% of the expected goals and the time they spend together. Um, is that elite, guys? Yeah, I mean, research does seem to back that up. Those are elite numbers. I would stick with that line next game, and I would probably stick with it for a lot of this season if Rodriguez is going to be out longer term. You can move Kapanen and Rust up and down these first two lines. It doesn't really matter to me. I think Kapanen will be a good fit on the Geno line, and I think uh, Kapanen had another good game for Pittsburgh last night. His skating was really evident again. He was getting some chances. It's not going to be long until he does bury his first goal this season with the team. I've really liked what I've seen from Cap. And if they can get that for a full season, um, I'll look at that trade a little more differently than I did originally when it happened a few months ago. But I think that's basically it um, for this segment. In the next segment, I'll be reading some of your guys' reactions to the game, what you guys took away from it, as I always do from the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. I mean, otherwise, there really isn't much to talk about from it. The first period was honestly probably the most boring period of the Penguin season. Nothing really happened. That was just to talk about and I guess the last thing I should say um, hopefully the team stops overpassing and actually shoots the puck a bit more often I mean, you don't need to be the Harlem Globetrotters out there so you know just enough with the overpassing but before we do get to the next segment it is time to talk about Bill Bar 18 amazing flavors six new ones carrot cake apple almond crisp lemon almond cheesecake are a few the 12 originals raspberry German chocolate peanut butter banana bread mint brownie are a few the bars are covered in 100% chocolate they are soft and easy to chew they are low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber one of my favorite flavors is still the cookies and cream 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on right now and you'll get a 20 percent off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20 percent off that next order at builtbar.com all right welcome back to this episode of the locked on penguins podcast i'm your host hunter hodes remember to follow me on twitter at hunter hodes follow the show's twitter at L-O on a sword penguin. So as I normally do on the Locked On Penguins account, I ask what you guys, some of your takeaways are after the game. We got a few for this one, not as much as the last one, but still, you know, enough that it's always going to be a segment on this show. Um, Alan T. Yoder, still confused about what to think about this team. Happy with the regulation win, finally. Not happy with sloppiness and playing catch-up again. A win is a win, but still a lot to be desired with them, in my opinion. Yeah, man, I honestly do agree with that. I still don't know what to think about this team either. I still think they kind of look like the Steelers from their regular season, where the Steelers went 11-0. Their deficiencies were being masked by winning, and then as the games got you know tighter, more just bigger, honestly, and just the mistakes were raised, uh, and their issues really came out, as you saw in the Cleveland Browns game when it was just a disaster in that first quarter. Um, I'm also really happy with the regulation win. You can't keep giving away points and winning every game in overtime, um, especially as this is an all-division schedule. I mean, you just you can't give away points like that. Um, again, you're right with the sloppiness. I thought there wasn't as much sloppiness in that game. I thought some of their defensive issues were cleaned up, but still there were a couple there, like the one on the Cody C. Siegel, where it was like, what the hell are you doing? you got to clean that up a bit. Um, and yeah, playing catch up, I do agree. They need to actually jump out to a 2 nothing lead. I mean, you know, a multi-goal lead would be great for this team. Um, Jesse Malecki, um, Penguins showed long stretches of solid play, but bad stretches are bad news, bears bad. I keep telling myself those will stop at how many games until we might have to think that's how they're going to play for now. I will stay optimistic with a four-game winning streak with less than best effort. Yeah, Jesse, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, I keep telling myself that those will stop too. We'll see if that happens in the Bruins game, if they can maybe build on this performance in the Rangers game. 
that would be uh, pretty pretty good. But still, four-game winning streak. It's nothing to scoff about. And then lastly, from Gilbert the Goat, not one, not two, not three, but four in a row. Yes, you know, four in a row does feel pretty good. He says Jari is, is looking like his old self again, which is great to see. I 100% agree, man. All they need is average goaltending, 9-10, 9-15, and they will win a lot of games. If they get 9-20, um, they will win even more games than that. Um, they got to start games better, though. Coming from behind every game isn't a recipe for success. Yep, I completely agree, man. Uh, they got to stop giving up the opening goal. You know, it seems like when they give up the opening goal, they just they seem to win, and they just they play better from then on out. But still, it would be nice if the Hinglands could get I mean, at least a one nothing lead in a lot of these games, or maybe even a 2 or 3 nothing lead to spot their goaltenders. I mean, that would be great. Um, finally got that regulation win, though. He finishes off his point. Yeah, man, you know, that was a big monkey to get off the Penguins' back. They don't have to win another game in an overtime or a shootout, though it did look like that it was coming um, yesterday. On um, This week, though, guys, the Penguins, two games against the Boston Bruins on the road. Then I believe they go to Buffalo to play the Sabres. But as for Boston, the Penguins have not won a game in Boston since 2014, according to Jeff from the Pens blog. Um, it was a 3-2 overtime win in November of 2014. They picked up exactly one point since that win in Boston. Overtime loss in November of 2018. David Posternak was back at practice for the Bruins today, though I don't think he's going to be making his debut um, until the weekend, so the Penguins will be missing out on him. But uh, Marshawn, Lindholm, and DeBrusque on the top line. Richie with Krejcik. Posternak on the second line for now. Um, Coyle, Craig Smith on the third line, Corrali, Wagner, and Bjork on the fourth line, and then they still, of course, Charlie McAvoy, who is one of the best defensemen in the league. Clifton, Brandon Carlo, and then Tuka Rask in net, I believe. I, I don't think Bergeron will be playing tomorrow. We'll see, though. He wasn't at practice today, so I'm going to have to check for a Bruins update. Let me just see here real quick. Let me go to the Bruins Twitter. Um, oh, here's the updates from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, maintenance tapered Bergeron is expected to play Tuesday. Okay, so he will be in the lineup tomorrow. So he's probably just battling a couple little injuries, but he will be good to go. And Andre Kasse is out for the Bruins. I think he's been injured for a little while now. But, you know, we'll see if the Penguins can get their first win in Boston in seven years as they take on the Bruins Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I think that game is at t Sports Network. I don't think that's the NBCSN game. It should be interesting to see. I think that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. The next episode will be um, tomorrow after the game for a post game. We'll see if the Penguins can get their fifth win in a row and then potentially their sixth win in a row when they play them on Thursday. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday evening.